0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Lepone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash offer.
1: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Broadway Podcast Network presents Giants in the Sky. How Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods with me, Ben Rimmelauer. Today's guest, Maureen Moore, the witch on the demos. Once upon a time. <laughs> Maureen Moore sang the role of the witch on the demo recordings made of the songs cut from Into the Woods, including Boom Crunch. She is beloved by Sondheim fans for her performance as Countess Charlotte in the city opera production of A Little Night Music, as Immortalized on both Live from Lincoln Center and the Great Performance's broadcast of Sondheim, a celebration at Carnegie Hall. Her association with Stephen Sondheim began in 1974 when she played Dainty June in Gypsy starring Angela Lansbury. She worked with James Lapine in Falsettos on Broadway and tour, in which she played both Trina and Cordelia at different points. In addition to her numerous Broadway principal credits, including I Love My Wife, Amadeus, Les Miserables, and Jerome Robbins Broadway, Maureen made a name for herself standing by for Christine Ebersole in Gray Gardens, Elaine Page in Sunset Boulevard, Cindy Lauper in The Three Penny Opera, Polly Bergen in Cabaret, and for Bernadette Peters in both Gypsy and Song and Dance. She serves on the National Council of Actors' Equity Association. <laughs>
0: So um I was born in Wallingford, Connecticut, which this is a kind of aside, but it had a summer theater mm-hmm. uh called the Oakdale Summer Stock Theater. And my parents had a rooming house. So a lot of the chorus people would uh stay there and um and one one summer we had bow bridges and I was about I want to say eight, maybe seven. (laughs) And I I was really cross about something. I was riding my bicycle back and forth on the street. And this uh, fellow, very (laughs) handsome fellow, looked very familiar. And he said, I'm looking for number 38. And I said, it's right there. (laughs) And and he said, well, how do I get, and I go, go down the back and up the stairs, and <laughs> went into the kitchen, as opposed to ringing the front doorbell. Oh, oh
1: my God. And, um,
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, so this gentleman walked in the kitchen, and my mother, the, the, the town was very um, culturally diverse, Italians, Portuguese, Puerto Ricans, uh, Polish, Irish, it, it was a wonderful melting pot. Mm. and. Uh, this gentleman, who happened to have been Lloyd bridges, walks in Gosh. walks into the kitchen, and one of the uh women goes "See Hunter see hunter <laughs> and uh so it, that was uh, pretty extraordinary and and Beau happened to have been out because he liked to take um a like homemade fishing pole and go up to the reservoir which was about five miles away so in in any case I don't remember what show he did or if mm-hmm. he was, what he was doing exactly anyway um it was I I think because my mom was the one who was inspirational in getting me into a business I started performing I, I think around eight or nine and a lot of competitions, a lot of competitions and uh,
1: like June.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And (laughs) when you're that young and your mother is coaching you and showing you what you should do, (laughs) you, You kind of have a leg up, you know, Mm -hmm. although all the kids did. But I remember there was this one competition that it was week after week after week, kind of like what happens on television now. And uh, so the finals and they said my name to win. And I just remember my father I could see him in the crowd going like this
2: uh, (laughs) with his
0: hands in the air for for those who can't see (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, in the champion thing. And I, you know, that was, and the song was, Oh Johnny, which was my father's name. And Mm. my mother, of course, chose the song anyway. So that was my, my childhood and and high school. And uh, we had a wonderful team of teachers who loved musicals and plays. So got to do that. And then I went to Carnegie Mellon
2: mm. to
0: the department It was before the musical department yeah. uh, started. Actually, I think I was in my sophomore year when the uh, musical theater program began.
1: Yeah. And did you know you wanted to do musicals or um, was that just uh, what they put you in? Cause you had the goods.
0: Well, when you uh, and when I graduated, we—it's one of those Carnegie, and I'm sure other schools in the same ilk. Um, not everybody graduates; people either drop out or aren't asked back. So it's yeah. a very small class. And of course, you know, studying the classics and plays, and not—I we—I did do a musical actually. She loves me, uh, on the main stage. Wow. China, which. So that uh, uh, that was something, but everything else was plays. So when you go to New York, however, in 1972 or three, oh, when I left Carnegie, I had an offer to do Great Lake Shakespeare Festival. Mm. And so it was a full season of all these wonderful different roles. And then g- going to New York, uh, I was there about two weeks and Godspell had started in Carnegie at Carnegie right and it was the studio production and I was in the main stage production so I wasn't in it but of course one flipped out when they yeah. saw so when I went to New York uh, after Great Lakes Shakespeare Festival it was the days when you had a answer I don't even think I had an answering service yet yeah. but my mom got called and she was trying to reach me and there was no way. <laughs> anyway, to make a long story short, I finally called them and they said, uh, they want to see you for God's Godspell.
1: Wonderful. So, so it was already I a said, big hit in New York then.
0: It was, but this was for the first national tour, which was a sit down in Boston. Oh, wow. So I went to Boston and at the same time I got offered, a, oh God trying to remember the show with Tommy Toon, Michelle.
1: Oh, Lee. Seesaw.
0: The seesaw. Uh, but I'd already signed my contract, but they, in any case, I wasn't able to do that. And it's a good thing because I met my husband. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I sublet his apartment, actually. It was the goodbye girl story. So, oh, that's uh,
1: so funny. In Boston? Comes
0: back, Europe, comes back from Europe, and someone in the cast was leaving um an understudy was leaving i took his apartment and then the the real person <laughs> who happens to be my husband of we've been together since wow 74 as a couple
1: wow wow
0: mm-hmm. yeah good for you and then uh after godspell I went to New York and auditioned for now because it was Lansbury Beru who had done, they were the producers of, yeah. of Spell. and they were doing the magic show.
1: That was and Edgar got, Lansbury.
0: Edgar Lansbury. Yeah. And Joseph Beru. That's correct. And they were casting for the magic show. So I went in
1: the next and, Stephen Schwartz show.
0: Yes. And, uh, another, because God's spell was his also. Yeah. And, um, and I got it except then they, I got called from Lansbury Baru too that. They wanted me to go in for gypsy. And even though it had already been cast, I don't recall exactly the story, but, um, I went and sang for Julie Stein wow. and Arthur Renz and in in a small studio somewhere. I, I can't remember. So, you know, it might have been the Promenade Theater, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, on correctly. Broadway in anyway, the 70s. I believe so. That's where Godspell was,
1: actually. Oh, right. Okay. So
0: I'm pretty sure it was there. And I got called about an hour later that I got it. And the next day they said, come into rehearsal. So the the magic show was out and Gypsy was in. And of course my parents, mm. little Lansbury, they were like swooning. <laughs> and, and I got to the studio and it was, it was like so quiet and, and nobody, people were crying and it was very, very uh, surreal. I didn't know what was happening. And I think it was the stage manager who took me aside and said there was a terrible accident. And uh, Jackie Britton, I think that was her name, who was playing Mazeppa. uh. She had gone to get out of jury duty and went down to the court area, got into an elevator. the elevator broke and and so that was my first day.
2: Wow, and so
0: they had to hire a a new mazeppa and uh and but uh, when you have someone like Andrew Lansbury, a leader like that, mm. um, then and everything starts from the top. You know, it 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 truly was. So um, that was that first day of rehearsal.
1: Was Stephen time present for that?
0: I don't remember he was there that day. Oh, he was at my audition as well. I forgot mm. that.
1: So, Did you have a sense of like uh, who he was or w- was he st- was no, it still too early? Yeah.
0: No, I didn't. I only know, knew Julie Stein because sure. I would sing the songs as a child. My mother loved Julie Stein. So yeah. there were all yeah. these Julie Stein songs in my, in my repertoire um no i I didn't I had no idea, just like Harold Prince. I remember writing him a letter and asking him to give me like some research material, not <laughs> understanding and him answering me uh, which <laughs> says uh, a lot yeah, I had no idea about Stephen, but I found him unbelievably attractive and really? i oh, he was so something about him, first of all, I thought he was gorgeous, and he, um, I said, you know, if you ever want to have a child, well, remember, this is the 70s.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you you'd know, already the met the your 70s. husband.
0: And I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know who, uh, I just found him, and of yeah. course, he was the lyricist of this,
2: yeah. Yeah. so
0: it, I, I wasn't uh, necessarily um, educated enough on his music, yeah. Yeah. So that was the Gypsy story. Wow. And, <laughs> and, and so that was for a long chapter
1: to... of your life because you did it on Broadway, and then there was the post-Broadway tour with Angela that you did as well, right? I
0: did. Or I did. Well, there was a pre-tour. There was a pre-tour.
1: Oh, okay, I got it. Backwards. It was pre broadway Yeah.
0: So yes, but you're right. Then we did. I did do it uh, in Florida, but that's that was one. Re- I don't like to go back and do things, but yeah. I did because my husband's family was living down in Florida, mm. so we went down. Uh, then I know they did summer stock tours and I, I didn't see, I I mean, I didn't do it, but I went to see it. It was wonderful Mm. as always.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So this was really then the beginning. I mean, you were just really just in all these Broadway shows after that, because it wasn't long that you were in, I love my wife, I think as well. Right.
0: I love my wife, but in between I went back to Boston to I was doing cabaret in the uh, Chateau de Ville dinner theater circuit. Wow,
1: were you Sally Balls?
0: Oh, perfection! And, yes, <laughs> and uh, and that's and and of course I stayed with my best friend, who was my husband, and I came with my German Shepherd Torch, <laughs> and he was a little puppy, and so that that took a chunk out of my. My life at, at because then I wound up after the show, I quit the show early uh, before the the um the end of the the uh not the contract but um my my end was and then they got extended, and I decided mm. not to do it yeah, and uh, to live my life with uh who he wasn't my husband yet, and then I got a call, so this is at least two years in Boston, and yeah wow. Though I love Boston, it's not New York.
1: No. It's not. Mm -mm.
0: Although Filene's Basement was great. But uh, (laughs) in any case, I got a call to audition for a Circle Rep uh, production of Unsung Cole. It was a brand new piece, and it was all songs that Cole Porter wrote that weren't on the big radar.
1: How cool. And it, was,
0: it was Anita Morris.
1: Wow.
0: Me, um, Mary Louise and Jean Lindsay. Oh, and John Snowman.
1: And Mary Louise. It, that's not Mary Louise Wilson.
0: No, Mary Louise. She went like for at her last she was married to um, Bill Britton. And so mm. anyway, But that show really put me on the map in that it was the summer of 77. Mm -hmm. Not a lot was happening in New York. The show was a little jewel box. Mm -hmm. And I got a ton of publicity. Uh,
1: Fabulous.
0: Newsweek, did an article. I mean, there were all of these wonderful... uh, Things that happened to to me and for me. And then it was after that that I think I did. I loved my wife. What
1: were your uh, songs in Unsung Cole, if you remember?
0: Oh, uh, Tale of the Oyster. Wonderful. And, no- and Nobody's Chasing Me. Mm. O- Olga from the Volga. Um, what else? I think those were certainly my favorites. A couple of duets. But the, the nobody's chasing me was, it. I sang one verse and then something would happen in between, and then <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. sing a second verse. And the arrangements were brilliant, mm. uh, two pianos.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: so, and when did your uh, work with have- Tom Ien figure in?
0: Oh, but just one second. I have to just put a plug in. I mean, not a plug, but how brilliant Anita Morris was. Oh,
1: wow. I bet.
0: She stunningly beautiful. So her craft, how she worked on her craft and Mm -hmm. just, uh, I I feel so lucky to have um, shared the stage with her. Yeah. Uh, so. Tom Ian, this was an interesting story. Well, maybe not to everyone, but it was to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I had just done Amadeus on Broadway with oh, Mark
1: in the 80s. Hamill, Okay.
0: With Mark Hamill. Yeah. And I got... I forgot who called me in. Oh, you know, I was very close with Johnson Liff.
1: Oh, the and casting Andrew directors. Sermon. Yeah. Yes,
0: the casting directors, who were the premier casting directors mm. at that time. And it was to be seen for this show a workshop called Kicks,
1: the Showgirls musical.
0: The Showgirls musical, right? So I went in and I, I, I forgot I sang something. Oh, I think I sang uh, "Lost Liberty Blues" that which Anita had sung in. Um, Unsocalled, cool. so yes. Mm. And then I had he gave me the script, and he was like he was like all over the place, holding his head like, and he goes, "Oh, you're killing me! You're just killing me!" So I stopped the audition, <laughs> and I handed back the script, and I walked out, and <laughs> Vinny. Ran out, and he said, "You've got to come back in." I said, "Oh no, 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 no! I'm <laughs> I'm not going back in."
2: And he goes, "No, oh,
0: he really loves you, like, really." <laughs> well, as it turned out, he really did love me, <laughs> and and we became extraordinarily close. Mm. I miss him to this day. Yeah, he was he was so unique. And so talented and so, I don't know, on a different sphere. Yeah. Uh, if you ever have a chance, YouTube Tom accepting the Tony for Dream Girls. Mm. You will have a good laugh. And that is quintessential Tom Ion.
1: It must have been so gratifying to be close to him before that moment and then see him come into this huge success.
0: Well, Dream Girls had already
1: opened. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry.
0: Yes, Dream Girls had already opened. Uh, what? So we did three workshops, almost a year of workshops, and and that show was so incredible. But it was just it was oh, it was Alan Mankin who that mm-hmm. went the little shop of horrors sure. downtown, and then of course the movie and then his career just was off the
1: charts yeah
0: so well, that's They must have thought we, how could
1: kicks go wrong with the guy from Dreamgirls and the guy from Little Shop of Horrors this was going to be a huge hit
0: well this was interesting it was supposed to uh be done and we had backers mm. and then and then i don't know uh, the dire- uh, oh the backers did tom wanted to direct it and christopher chadman the late wonderful christopher chadman was choreographing it yeah. and his choreography was brilliant brilliant mm. cast and the backers said uh, tom you can't direct it and chris can't choreograph it and they brought in Oh gosh, I, can't, I think Michael Smewin and I can't remember. I think Tom was going to co-direct. I'm not exactly remembering mm-hmm. correctly, but they, the choreographer wanted real heavy-duty dancers, and Beth. Um. Oh, oh, what's her last name? Oh, she took over in Anita's part on Broadway in Nine. Uh, totally losing oh, it.
1: Um
0: Beautiful, beautiful, like a 1940s movie star. And Terry Klausner and myself, uh, none of us were dancers. I mean, mm. we were just faking it.
2: So yeah. we, had,
0: we had to take classes and then go in and audition. And Tom mm. was so upset. And Chris was so, I mean, he was gone. and And basically, I think Tom said, if I don't have them, I'm not going to do it. Mm. That's how much he loved us. So it didn't happen, and then wow. we lost Tom. It was a very interesting process. He would give us during rehearsal a uh, to do like an improv. He'd give us a, a an idea, a suggestion, and then he and so he would tape it, and then he'd go home. And the next day, he would have written a scene around what we did. So it was literally, we wrote it, we were the characters. Mm. And I think after that, um, I don't know. I know that they've had readings of it, but and I have shared that information with some producers, uh, how Tom worked. In any case...
1: I know some of those songs have floated around. I mean, they're great songs. I'm I'm sure, uh, you know, probably the whole score will, would have that kind of life. I hope, I hope it does. Um, so, okay. Well that, that, I, that, I mean, what an incredible, uh, time to be coming up. And, um, so tell me then this is around the time that Sunday in the park with George opened, uh, And I guess you had not yet worked with James Lapine as you would go on to do later. Were you a fan of that show? Did you see that? I I assume by that point Sondheim meant something to you.
0: Oh, yes. And I think I had done a couple of readings for him. Oh, I'm I'm trying to remember. Yes. I loved Sunday in the park Mm. and I was standing by for, oh, after it was still running, but Bernadette was gone. And I, I was standing by for her in song and dance. Yes. So that's, that was, and that was so, oh, I know. Because we were right next door, I think Paul Gemignani came to see me do song and dance. Mm. A lot of this, a lot of what happened with me, I think was, and for a lot of people, was inspired by the brilliant Paul Gemignani who oh, was that's great. One of the, I mean, the greatest interpreter of Sondheim's uh, music,
1: yeah. and, and
0: he understood character also,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which, and he was fun, but he was very serious about the craft.
1: Mm. For the last time, I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast, and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic, and as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you can Kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. And kitchen time is kept to a minimum. They are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or just simply to eat well balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash giants in the sky fifty and use code GIANTS IN THE SKY fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month. That's code GIANTS IN THE SKY fifty at factormeals.com slash GIANTS IN THE fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month while your subscription is active.
0: I think I am not a. I'm not remembering clearly at this point, but uh, my introduction to to uh, Gemignani was, I think, instrumental. Yeah. In, in possibly. Oh, I think I auditioned. Oh, when Into the Woods happened, I think I auditioned as a replacement. Oh yeah. I think so. Yes. No. I know. I did for the Baker's wife. Mm. And and then I get called to at the kind of at the not at the last minute, but it was a very short time. Oh, and I was I had had just finished uh, understudying with John Cameron Mitchell in Big River. Mm. So I loved John Cameron Mitchell. Yes. And and we were both um, Michael Jackson fans. And (laughs) uh, he gave me a tape. Michael Jackson cassette tape, and we he said this song, I'll be there.
2: Oh, I'll yeah. be
0: there. He goes, That's for you from me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I am not surprised at the the tremendous success. Uh he is such a talented,
1: mm-hmm.
0: nice human being.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know you had done Big River, although I think actually I interviewed John Cameron Mitchell for this also. And I think he mentioned you about Big River, and I think I thought he was mixing it up because it wasn't on your um, IB page.
0: (laughs) No, it's not. That isn't, and neither is falsetto's as an under, you know, I started from opening night with falsettos on Broadway. Uh, I went on the night before opening halfway through the show, had no costumes and there were critics in the theater.
1: Oh my God. And
0: it, it was, and I think it was the New York post. Uh, you opened the second page and there, my photo took half of the page. God. And, and back then the second page was the page that, you know someone got murdered and their photo was there no <laughs> so in any case so that was uh that was the falsettos so uh, so that i wasn't in the program for that uh, either so that was interesting
1: well by the when i saw you in it in later in 92 you had taken over as cordelia so you were definitely in my program because i remember reading your bio and knowing that you had done the American premiere of Blood Brothers, I was taking it all in. It's, you know, when you're young, it, it, it sticks with you. Um, but going back uh, to Song and Dance and speaking of Sunday in the Park with George, I know that Bernadette, uh, I guess, maybe took time off from Song and Dance because she was already in Song and Dance when she went back to Sunday in the Park to film it. And so yes. would you have been take done that week or whatever when she filmed Sunday in the Park?
0: Yes, I did. And I believe she only took two or three days. Oh, wow. She she is, oh God, she is such a brilliant hard worker. And so her craft is so phenomenal. I'm mm. uh, obviously a huge fan
1: <laughs> yeah i mean who isn't i mean it's funny for all the many many uh sort of laurels and hosannas that she's gotten i still look at her performance in Sunday in the Park with George and think it was underrated you know um uh but uh but then uh song and dance was uh, you were covering her and that seems like that must have been the most brutal part I mean just the vocal range of those songs and uh one after the other after the other after the other after the other um and uh I mean it's unsurprising I think of you as somebody with that kind of muscle but did you did you have to do new training to to get into that kind of shape I mean that that's unlike any other score it seems
0: you know uh I can't remember if I was who I if I was studying at that time I, with anyone I'm trying to remember I I don't clearly remember uh, but yeah, that was that was challenging and I had to negotiate a lot with the music and saying okay, you're going to get me there you're going to get me there but (laughs) uh, it 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 worked and I, you know, I don't know if I had to do it every night, Mm. I know that up in my dressing room I sang through it every single night much to the chagrin I'm sure of my fellow hallmates (laughs) but uh, it it uh yeah it was pretty amazing Uh, and again you know the the chops and I know Bernadette took a lesson every single day wow yeah. And again, the dedication and yeah. the seriousness of her craft is a lesson for all.
1: Yeah. And uh, people also talk about the kindness. I, I also talked to Betsy Joslin, who, like you, stood by for Bernadette in several different shows. And... um She said that Bernadette was just so generous as far as like, I guess Betsy's mother had died and uh, Bernadette like somehow got the phone number at, at Betsy's mom's house in Staten Island just to call her and say, please don't worry about me. You're just stay there with your family. As long as you need, like she told this whole story that was so moving about that.
0: Well, again, as I mentioned earlier, it starts from the top Yeah, and a happy cast comes from the top and when you have when you are fortunate enough to have an angela or a bernadette mm-hmm. it it changes it, you you're so happy to go into the theater every yeah. night just thrilled and that's that, not always
1: amazing. no Wait, was song and dance your first time as a standby no oh,
0: I, i'm trying i think big river was Oh yes, you said.
1: I'm sorry. I was not sure what what your role was there. I'm pretty um,
0: sure, and and I wanted to do it. Though I know my agent didn't want me to. I did not think my husband wanted me to either.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I thought this cast is amazing. First yeah. of all, and Des Makinoff I had already heard about. Mm-hmm. Him. And Roger Miller, come on!
2: Right. <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: What could be bad? And, and mm. it was a lot of great roles. I mean, you know, again, the the people in it, uh, Rene or Berjinois. Oh yeah. Who, of course, John Goodman who turned out, and Daniel. Um,
2: Jenkins. Jenkins and yeah.
0: Had an hour I mean, yeah. it was. Bob Gunton, I mean, these were, you know, giants as far as I was concerned. And I, yeah, it, it was a, I thought it was a privilege to stand by for.
1: I mean, well, I, I just like song and dance, I mean, I would really love to hear you sing that score too. I mean, what's the um, uh, Leaven's Not the Only Way to Go? That seems like made for your voice.
0: Leaven's Not the Only, Oh, yes,
1: yes, <laughs> that beautiful, uh, I guess it's that a duet, is so
0: beautiful, yeah. I should listen to that score again. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Although but, I thought the Deaf West production was fantastic. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. Oh, my God. It was
1: Calhoun. so Calhoun, yeah.
0: Just beautiful.
1: Beautiful. So, um, okay, that's around the time that Into the Woods happened the first time. Did you only audition for a replacement and not for the original uh, incarnation? I wasn't
0: available to audition originally and I can't remember why. Uh I just can't remember why. Same thing with the Vita. I was not available. I can't remember where I was, but uh I wasn't another, around.
1: Another score I'd love to hear you sing. Um
0: Oh my God, that <laughs> score. Back when I would have loved to, but yeah. uh it, that was pretty incredible. Um
1: so, so, okay, but you mentioned that you did some readings with James Lapine.
0: I, you know, not James Lapine. I think for Sondheim. And, oh. and you know what? I think that was after. I think it was Good Guys. Was that the name of Oh, it? yes. But wise was, Guys. Was, yeah, Wise yeah. Guys. And that was afterward. That and, makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was afterward. So, so I'm, then- I'm a-
1: uh, so then the next thing you did with Lapine or Sondheim was falsettos. And was it, did that come about as, as an audition, just like to come in when they were bringing it from Hartford stage to Broadway?
2: Oh,
0: I saw it at Hartford stage. Oh yeah. It was so good. It was so wonderful. Uh, no, I didn't go in originally. I don't know. I didn't go in originally, but Lapine made an offer. Oh
2: wonderful.
0: To to stand by. And again, I thought, yeah.
2: Yeah. This is a
0: good show. This Mm -hmm. is a wonderful show. And of course I'd seen the one in Hartford, which was uh Grazia. Yeah and 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 to have James be the one who's directing also.
2: Mm.
1: So
0: that was a that was a great trip. I really enjoyed that doing that show.
1: And then, forgive my ignorance, but did Graziella direct you in First Lady Suite? No,
0: it was Kristen Sanderson.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, but that was your beginning uh, working with Michael John Lacusa.
0: Yes, I did that with him. And uh, I did a concert at uh, Lincoln. Uh, I can't remember, is this the Alice Tully? I don't remember, but it was music and I, I did one of the songs from uh, First Lady Suite. I loved that show. Oh
1: my I gosh. loved it too. And I'm so happy they finally recorded it, but I was very sad not to have it with you and Alice Playton and that wonderful cast that, that you did it with at The Public.
0: Well, it's interesting. When I went to the Lincoln Center Library After we closed, it was a very short run, Yeah. the fellow at the desk, or whomever, the manager, I can't remember who it was, said, why didn't you tell us? We would have filmed it. And I thought, well, I don't know that I should be telling you, (laughs) but but in any case, it was a pretty sensational
1: cast. Totally. Well, they must've been asleep though, because I, I was just visiting my grandparents from California. And I remember in the audience, like with us, was Paul Gemignani, Mary Rogers, Adam Gettle. The cover of American theater magazine was a huge photo of Michael John LaCusa that said the next Time." I mean, that was literally the headline. Um, so they were not paying attention at Lincoln Center library. Yeah. I, I,
0: I had a nice relationship with them. I, I, I I don't know if they were saying, hey, uh, maybe we should have done that, and you know, because we're friendly with you, maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah. it's 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 a shame, especially oh, if you could have seen Alice, oh my God, she was she, amazing.
1: Here's Mamie.
0: oh God, she was so fabulous, mm. so wonderful, wonderful.
1: But I remember so well that scene with you on the airplane that was um, really, it's like I could I could picture it like it was yesterday. Um, and uh, well, then you did really an incredible string of these standby jobs on Broadway by, I mean, you would not think that one performer could have stood by for, I mean, it's like uh, Elaine Page, uh, Mary Louise Wilson, Bernadette Peters, Cyndi Lauper, Christine Ebersole—is that right? I mean,
0: it, that's that's true, and Betty Buckley because she took over for Bernadette in *Song and Dance*.
1: Yes, right, of course. Um, and I think that's why she was unavailable to do *Into the Woods* when they went to San Diego. Um,
0: oh, I saw that.
1: You did.
0: I did at La Jolla. That's right. Oh, wh- it was. My husband and I were visiting a friend yeah. and we heard that it was, you know, premiering there. And of course, being a Sondheim fanatic then, yeah. I, I said, oh my God, how lucky are we? Yeah. And we felt so fortunate to see it. And then, you know, to for us, we we said, oh my God, we're going to watch the development of this in mm. a way, you know, and yeah. that was that was fantastic. And I was so pleased that at some point, Ellen got to do it on yes. Broadway.
1: Yes. Um, and uh, it seems like from all accounts that uh, they had felt that they needed, you know, more of a name in that role when they were going to Broadway, but that they had loved her and all thought she was brilliant and and in fact, you know, brought her back on at the end. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, did you sit there? I mean, were you just, was your mouth watering thinking like, I, I want to be in this show. I've got to play one of those roles.
0: You know, it's it's interesting. When I see a show, I never think that I'm so into the show. Maybe mm-hmm. afterward, I would think about it. Uh, but at that, you no, know, usually someone will say to me, you know, you'd be good in that role. But I don't necessarily think about it. I don't necessarily go after things like that. Uh, I just, I've been maybe not aggressive enough, not, I don't know, just.
1: uh. Honestly, I mean, with your, your range of these characters and roles that you have played and sung is so wide. It almost is like, it would be, you would, you couldn't do that because you would have to feel that way about every single thing you saw. (laughs) (laughs) It would all be Maureen morals. Um, that maybe it's just uh, sanity's sake. Um, I mean, it's just astonishing. I'm now. I'm just looking at your IBDB page, and it's just out of control. And we didn't even mention falsettos in that list. And Jerome Robbins Broadway and Le Mid. Oh,
0: I mean, oh, Jerome Robbins Broadway. I feel so fortunate. Again, I came into the show. I think it was about four months into the running of it. And again, I think it might have been Gemignani who got me mm. in there. And I'll never forget my audition. Uh, I am not a dancer. <laughs> I <laughs> fake it. I look like I should be, but I'm not. And uh, Katie, uh, Katie from the producers, she was standing next to me. We we're on stage. Wow. And being being given the uh, the choreography. And I, of course, not knowing when I was young that I would get confused left with right. And I guess now one would say that has a bit of dyslexia. You know oh, that. Oh, yeah. Dancer dyslexia. Fact, fact, I never thought of it. Putting my, putting the Metro card in the bus. <laughs> uh, I have to have the bus driver help me like nine times wow. out of ten. I just oh. get lucky once in a while. But so anytime people were going left, I was going right. And. She turned to me, she goes, you're going to get this. And I thought, no way, (laughs) this is Jerome Robbins Broadway. I'm not getting this at all. And sure enough, I did. And I had the most fun. I told, I was one of the oldest and I told the cast, I said, it's all downhill from here. You've got a brilliant producer, the, the material, I mean, who could top doing this material? And Gemignani was the conductor. And that was that. I had so much fun. Sixty-two people in that show, not counting Whoa. the the standbys. No, that does count the standbys, but not the orchestra. The right. orchestra is huge and enormous. It, it was. It was such a gift.
1: Was there, had Jerome Robbins been involved enough in Gypsy where, and, you know, in in the Angela Lansbury Gypsy, that this was a a continuation of your relationship with him? Not at all. No. Not at all.
0: And because I wasn't in the process of putting the show together. Ah, yeah. But of, of of uh, Jerome. Yeah. However, he would come and he gave me great not notes, he just said that's a great Claire mm. and that the world to me. Mm, it yeah.
1: It. Yeah, that's Claire in on the town.
0: Yes, that's right. Oh, that's
1: wonderful. Right. Um and uh so somewhere in this time period is when you recorded these Into the Woods tracks?
0: Yes. Yes, it was I'm trying to figure out what year that was. Uh, I don't, I don't recall. It, it was, I, Sondheim had someone call me and they called it a CD ROM. Right. And I didn't know what that was back then. <laughs> and, and I thought, and and he said it was for educational purposes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember wearing a blue silk shirt and a mm-hmm. pin the collar <laughs> and I don't remember the name of the studio, but it feels like it was only ten years ago and being in the- in the studio and and singing and making Sondheim laugh when I growled during mm-hmm. a boom crunch mm. uh, but learning it i didn't we didn't have much time, and my husband and I had planned a trip friends from California had come in and we planned this trip to Vermont and I I was obsessed about learning Boom Crunch and it's not an easy song no. and I stood out on a hill overlooking the incredible changing of the color of the leaves and learning Boom Crunch wow. and it was a spiritual, I, I, I almost, you know, like I have a lump in my throat. Because that moment meant mm-hmm. so much to me. And I had to get it perfectly. It was Sondheim, and it was an incredible, incredible number.
1: Yeah. It's, that's such a beautiful image. And I mean, and thank God you did. I mean, when we think about like, you know, cut songs, uh, I mean, well, first of all, with the composer like Stephen Sondheim, I'm like Cole Porter. I mean, you're talking about unsung. Porter, and this is un- or unsung Cole, and you know this is unsung Steve, and um yeah. and you know I'm doing this deep dive into into the woods, and so many people, um, who worked on the show, uh, had such an affection for Boom Crunch, and you know felt like the powers that be, you know, made this choice to replace the song with Last Midnight. And, um, you know, especially for them, for, because they had known Boom Crunch first, there was a great sense of, you know, regret about that that's been expressed to me in so many different conversations about this um, musical. And so to discover that, in fact, it's not lost, it was recorded, not some scratchy bootleg, but an actual professional recording. And with the wonderful you, I mean, it's really, it's a gift to the generations of Sondheim fans.
0: Again, the driving force of Paul Gemignani's conducting, mm. that energy, it just flows through. Yeah. And so a lot has to do with that. But also being able to watch Sondheim's face as mm. you're singing. And uh, even though you have the music in front of you, I had that thing down
2: cold. That's just, <laughs> that's
0: just my thing. As an understudy, I am ready. I am ready. You call me. I'm on the stage.
1: Well, that is why that track is as wonderful as it is, because it doesn't sound like somebody just doing them a favor so they have, like, a scratch version, you know, to preserve it. It sounds like the definitive boom crunch, and, you know, that's Uh, what we want it to be. Um, And um, I also wonder if it's, you know, there was talk about... um, uh, how both Bernadette and Betty had struggled with that song. As you mentioned, it, it is a difficult song to learn. Um, I wonder if the pressure being off of not being like, oh, this is my Broadway show. This is my big song, is it good enough? Am I learning it good enough? Is you know, do I wish it was something else? As opposed to being like, this song has no obligation other than to be itself and I'm just here to serve it. You know, maybe that is a a more um <laughs> You know, a freer way to 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 be uh, a part of it. I
0: I wonder. However, I thought Last Midnight was a very difficult song uh, vocally. I, yeah.
2: That,
1: I thought I don't, I don't know if it was a vocal uh, thing about Boom Crunch or that they found it musically challenging, like the rhythms or the intervals, or maybe they I. Uh, you know, I don't know that i neither of them expressed that to me. That's just what people said about the process and why it was replaced um well, it was
0: very uh, i don't know mysterious, mm. odd you know, the change, as you said, the changes went from one to another. It's not like you could go out singing. It's the last midnight, you know, (laughs) it wasn't that at all, but it was, it, it is a, uh, it's a gorgeous, uh, incomparable. I don't know what other song one could put in that same
2: category. No,
1: truly. Um, and and then you recorded a, a bunch of tracks with the with John Cameron Mitchell and George mm-hmm. Lee Andrews and Betsy Joslyn. I mean that was like you were all like a sort of how and much Kim. time did you have together as this repertory company to oh yeah and Kim Crosby thank you.
0: Nothing that day that
2: that, that was wow. Yeah.
0: Again you you Geminiani Was really a person who taught me in a way. If you're going to come into a recording, you better know everything.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean,
0: that's me anyway. But especially this, you just know your part. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so,
1: but you had more uh, than one part because there were the the five of you were recording. You know, seventeen characters or whatever for some of the like that song, um, Second Midnight. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, you were doing double duty Uh, beyond the witch. I think that you were also singing some of the Baker's wife stuff and, or some yes. Yes. Jack's mother and the stepsisters. So, I mean, there was a lot of, there, there was a lot, obviously you didn't have to do it in one breath. And sure there was editing, but you had to do all that.
0: Yes. I don't remember having a rehearsal. I just remember being there and of course <laughs> going over it in the, in the studio, but God. I don't, I don't know. I don't recall us meeting beforehand wow. again for me. I mean, those people are real musicians. I have to memorize.
1: But maybe that is what makes the storytelling in your, in your voice, you know, so expressive because you're, you're, you're acting it rather than reading, you know, notes on a page.
0: It's like, I, I told the kids in the understudy kids in when I was standing by for Bernadette and Gypsy and Mm. uh, the uh, Sam said, Hey, will you down in the basement go work with Sam Mendes? Yeah. Brilliant. Wonderful Sam Mendes. Uh, And I said, great. Yeah, sure. And they didn't know their lines and we're, yeah. And, and I said, no, 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 (laughs) no. Come back. You've got to learn your lines. Mm. Now I, I had kind of a muscle memory from when I was doing the show with Angela. Yeah. So it was a little easier for me. But still, I didn't play Rose. But yeah. still, you hear it. And you know when you're younger, all that stuff stays with you. Uh, but again, I've always purport when you stand by, you better be ready. Yeah. Every minute to go
1: on and And that I mean famously, you had to go on a lot in that production because there was you know a lot of strain on bernadette and and all that pressure in that time. I mean, just it was all over the papers what was going on um so that was not just um you know rake in case of emergency i mean you were you were ready to roll,
0: you know people don't understand that people get sick, yeah. And when, uh, I'm glad that they, they have, uh, and I don't, this happened before COVID, that, that people cannot go into the dressing room to visit you. Of course, if it's your husband or your whatever. Yeah. But when people come backstage, you now meet on stage. Right. But there's something about, and, you know, people are touching you, hair people, makeup, yeah. People, yeah. dressers, and they're right in front of you. You get sick. And and Bernadette would always welcome people into her dressing room. Mm -hmm. It's Angela opening night of gypsy. She thought that she wasn't going to be able to go on. Wow. She got a shot for something. I can't remember. I think it might've been B12. And I, I don't remember, but she thought I I've blown it. I can't, I can't go on. People don't realize, you know, and and you don't, you don't turn it off when you leave the stage. I mean, I don't, there are some people who can, I certainly could not do. And I was do, standing by for Norma Desmond, uh, yeah. uh, that it was like, I would get home, try to go to sleep and I would start the show all
2: over wow. again. Wow. <laughs>
1: I mean that that must have just been such a beast of a role. I mean, I people have talked about just the, going up and down that staircase alone, never mind even the singing and acting was just like a workout.
0: It it was especially the weight of the costumes mm. they
2: were
0: they were pretty hefty. But that it was very satisfying, but again, I I say that role and Blanche DuBois you better have some Serious. Uh, you better be in a really good headspace. Yeah, <laughs> because those are pretty uh, uh, intense.
1: Roles. Yeah, but truly.
0: Getting back, just getting back to the into the woods for Please, one second. Yeah. Again, as I said, it feels like it was ten years ago. And uh, for a thank you gift, uh, Sondheim sent us Perrier Jouet uh, mm. with the matching glasses and. Mm. Wonderful, beautiful note. If I had the time I would have looked for that note too, but he again, he was one of those people also who would write notes and say, "Hey, thank you for doing mm. this."
2: Mm. Uh,
0: and And that meant more than than anything, you know. Uh, I remember when I didn't get uh, cats and Trevor writing me a letter letter telling me he'll never forget and then he named uh, some things you know standing watching you standing on that stage and in the darkness and uh, anyway uh, those people are giants and I mentioned Hal Prince answering my yes inquiry about hey can you give me all the information you have on uh, cabaret because I'm doing it in dinner theater
1: (laughs) Oh and answering
0: God. me, yeah. answering me, yeah. So, these are giants, and you, you, you know. Sometimes when you don't know, and you're so innocent that way, yeah, that uh, you, it works in your favor. D-
1: did you ever get over your crush on Sondheim?
0: Well, I'll, I mean, it it takes a different turn. It becomes kind of worship instead of
1: yeah, you
0: know, uh, and. I did fall in love, so the crush up it was—it was, it was uh, the fact that I said that to him. I think that now. Of course, if he had been like Sondheim, Sondheim, at that point for me, I—I—I <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I reminded him of that. He said he didn't remember, but <laughs> I said, "Well, I think about it now, and I'm—I'm uh, uh, I'm embarrassed, but you know, once again, it was." out of innocence and yeah he was the mm, i thought he was real hot
1: do you know elaine stritch always said that too that she thought sondheim was just like a snack i mean she she was into it
0: oh god how about her i saw dean jones do bobby on broadway wow and Elaine Stritch's performance is burnt into my. The first Broadway show, by the way, I ever saw was uh, was uh, *Follies*. I was, oh. I'd, yeah, I'd never seen a Broadway show. Uh, it, it, it's amazing. I think it was in my second year, first year of college, and then uh, when I was at Carnegie Mellon, I had a little black and white TV, and. There was some show on, and it was Baryshnikov dancing to Promises, Promises. And mm-hmm. I said to my boyfriend who lived in Connecticut, you have to get me tickets. I have to see Promises, Promises. I can't tell you how disappointed I was that Baryshnikov was not dancing. It- <laughs> <laughs> I loved the show. I loved it. But I kept saying, when is, when is he coming out?
1: Anyway. See, all I can think is, oh, well, you could have done Promises, Promises. You could have done Follies. Um, Well, oh, you know, we just did not talk about it all that we must is your Countess Charlotte. And, you know, I, I was not born yet. I did not see the original production of A Little Night Music. And I know that people worshipped Patricia Elliott. But I have seen many, many productions and I maintain without pause that your Charlotte was the definitive Charlotte in every way. It was even greater than Diana Rigg in the otherwise unwatchable movie version. And um, everyone that hasn't seen it, by the way, should go on YouTube because you're that city opera production directed by Scott Ellis um, is available and so wonderful. But how did that come about?
0: Again, I believe. Oh, I, it was at my audition for the replacement of Into the Woods mm. that uh, that Sondheim said to I forgot who was casting or said to Gemignani I want to see her when we do uh, do a, a little night music. Mm. So that's how that came about, and I was in Jerome Robbins at the time yeah that the auditions were taking place and i left jerome to 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 do uh that but i this was a great story little story not a great story but a little side story my brother who was um head ranger of the national parks in utah but he started being a uh, a rescuer on mount denali uh Mount McKinley, Denali, uh, the the mountain in Alaska. So Mm -hmm. my father and I went to visit him and this was like a month before we were going to start rehearsal or two months before, and it was the midnight sun. So we were in Alaska and I knew that I was going to be doing a little night music and going into a pub and coming out at, one o'clock in the morning and have it be total daylight, but there were no, you didn't hear a bird, you didn't hear a dog, but it was total daylight. I, uh, this is wacky. And th- that helped me. That yeah. really, really helped me understand how crazy, you know, and, and it's like Midsummer Night's dream. I, I know it's totally different, but there's that, just that surreal, uh, atmosphere.
1: Mm. And, uh, I, that, that's such a wonderful, um, thing to think about it. I, I, I feel like you've made me hear that when I think about that score now. Um, and, uh, uh, I'm curious, did you, I know that that production was in the city opera repertory and came back a couple of times. Did you ever do it a second incarnation there?
0: No, no. Like I said, I I don't like repeating things. Okay. I did. I actually did it up in Williamstown, oh. and it was a lovely production. You can't. I, I don't know if I if I had unresolved issues with a role. It's mm. like when I I did get asked to do the role of um, uh, in Grey Gardens at a, a, a number of places after the show closed in sure. New York.
1: And, By the way, I saw you uh, go. I think I saw your first performance when when you went on as big Edie slash little, little Edie, and you were spectacular.
0: Oh, thank you. thank you. Wow that was that was wild. Uh, that was, My mom died during that show when oh, okay. I was doing that show that was that was really, really a um that came out of nowhere and was really, really distressing
1: what a show to be working on with that happening Um, that's
0: the point that was the uh, point yeah and but my mom actually got to see it so and I remember when they came to see it and uh, remember her and how happy she was I think the happiest though I ever saw her was when she saw me do Rose
1: yeah Well, it's a full circle moment for you, I'm sure, and it's the quintessential musical of many generations. I mean that that would make sense. Um, But I cut you off. You were saying that you were offered more productions of Grey Gardens. Yes, yes,
0: and and I well, I think as I just mentioned, because my mom had died, I just couldn't go back there, and I I I was I was done. It's not an easy. A trip to take every night, uh, but it, it was the um, the battering of losing my mom that yeah. was no couldn't go couldn't go there again.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I wonder if that's true with a lot of actresses, not about losing people, but about going back and doing something uh, if they have a, a difficult time.
1: Maybe so, I mean it, well it also i mean, it just seems uh, you know, certainly in the example of night music, when you did a production that was so um exquisite and so um I guess the set wasn't elaborate, but you had that orchestra at city opera, and the oh yeah. cast opposite you um I saw the original, oh, did you
0: well, I saw the original because I got called to uh be a replacement for. Miller's song.
1: Oh, wonderful. That would have been perfect.
0: Uh, and as it turned out, the actor stayed. Mm. And so it it wasn't an issue. But that was... That, that song actually then became my audition song for oh. a long time. I fell in love with that song. Oh, yeah. I just... And it was sung so beautifully by... By the
1: actress. So Yes, Djamin Bartlett. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, well, I, I would love to hear you sing that too. I'll just add that to this very long list. Okay. Um, but uh I mean, thank God we have that video. Uh, because your uh, everyday little death is just a dream. Um and uh, I'm sure you have so many fans just from that weekend in the country uh, at the Sondheim at Carnegie Hall. I mean, where, you know, I mean, I think you you married like such sensibilities of like different eras and the way that you sang, how I wish we'd been asked. I'll, I mean, I, I will never forget the way you did that line.
0: Uh, thank you. That was so thrilling to to do that. Uh, of course, Jim and Yanni had been pretty adamant that that should be the song. From mm. a little night music ah. that was done at that, and I was doing falsettos at the time, as a matter of fact, the producers weren't going to let me out, and this oh, okay. is oh, this is interesting. they said, no, you can't do it, so I quit Good. I quit falsettos Good I was for you. By, I was standing by at that time, yeah, and i I got a call from from Lapine, this was he no one told him and yeah. he said why didn't you tell me i said why you know if the producers weren't going to so as soon as carol lee uh gave her notice because she was going to do uh another show yeah he called me and he said do you want the role
1: oh wonderful my to my benefit
0: oh i love doing that show and oh. and Heather McCrae, I adore her and I'm s i am if if you ever have a chance to interview Heather, she probably may be the greatest person to interview. I mean the stories of I, a I, lifetime.
1: Yeah, I mean with that family and then the career that she's had, you know, um I'm not surprised to hear that. Um well, I mean, Maureen, you are an incredible person to interview. I'm so grateful to you for giving me all this time. It really is just like a treat to get to uh, hear all this stuff about uh, your work because I've been so fascinated by it for so long and to be able to tie it all into this project, I, it means so much to me.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. Um... Tom Iron, and uh, and I, I am so glad to um, to have uh, met you.
1: Thank you for listening to Giants in the Sky. How Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods on the Broadway Podcast Network. Look out for episode thirty one with Terry Burel, Broadway understudy and replacement Lucinda.